0: A new survey out says that Canadians are worrying about money and finances maybe more than you'd think. As a matter of fact, apparently this new stat when it comes to finances says that Canadians on average worry about money two hours a day, every day. Let's uh, welcome in our personal finance expert, Rabina Ahmed-Hawk. She joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Rabina, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Nice to have you on, as always. First of all, is this surprising to you that on average each of us worries about our finances roughly two hours a day? No, not at
1: all. I think that that is actually probably underestimated. I think that people who are really um, worried about money and really concerned about how they're going to pay their bills probably spend the majority of their day worrying about that because it's part of everything. How are you going to pay the bills? How are you going to afford that birthday party that's coming up, how are you going to make that renovation that's due in your home? All of that's always top of mind. So I think it's actually underestimated.
0: Hmm. Do you think that there's two types of people when it comes to finances and money? Those that are, as you just mentioned, are continuously worried about uh, the next expense that's coming up and how are we going to pay for this? And then there's the other side where it's like, uh, well, everything just kind of works itself out eventually.
1: Yeah, I think that there's extremes like in anything that there's like one group of people that just sweep it under the rug. I've heard people saying, I'm in so much debt. Why even bother trying to pay it down at this point? want to just go into more debt and live our life and be happy. I'm never going to pay it down. And then there's others who have lots of money in the bank and are probably pretty financially secure, but they stress so much about losing that money because they think, you know, if they make one bad decision, they're going to lose this much of their portfolio. And you think to yourself, come on, enjoy some of that cash. Go and do something with your money. So um you know just because you don't have money doesn't mean it's a cause for you to worry but I think generally speaking the the headlines that we get is that interest rates could go up and people are in record amounts of debt and wages have been stagnant all of that can cause people to feel really stressed about their financial situation.
0: Yeah and like most things in life is there a happy medium that you just need a certain degree of concern don't get overly concerned but also uh, you know don't be financially illiterate either.
1: Yeah no I think you're right I think it's up you know Two things for sure. Um, if you are financially secure, maybe you need to find some coping mechanisms to make yourself feel comfortable, not worry about those day-to-day things. Like I have friends, you know, anecdotally speaking, who've got lots of money in the bank, but then they worry about, you know, a fifty. There's a train passing me by, Jeff. How much the lot? But they, then, you know, they've, they've got like $10,000 in their savings account, but then they worry about a $500 car expense that unexpectedly came up. I'm like, well, you've got the money in the bank. The person who doesn't have the $500 in the the bank account would be worried about it, but they just don't want to spend anything. They really just want to hoard their money. Um, I would really say that, you know, having an emergency fund is number one. If you know you've got cash aside that's set aside for emergencies, it's not for anything else. It's just going to make you feel better about the fact that when emergencies come up, you've got it there available. Um, And if you are someone who's struggling financially, then you need to start writing what you're spending down and see how you can really cut back on your expenses so that you can get some more money in your bank account and feel better about your financial situation.
0: Okay, because I've heard that for uh, different things in our life. When we're stressed about something, it's kind of like write the pros and cons list if you're trying to make a decision, if you're faced with a big decision. And that's a great way to relieve financial stress as well is just to uh, write down what it is that's concerning you.
1: I mean, that's a great way to tackle it. Uh, If you're worried about your money, write down like 10 things you're doing good with your money, 10 things you want to improve about your money. I mean, pen to paper, I think, is always a a pretty strong um, uh, way to put things in perspective once you see them on pen and paper, uh, whether it's whether you're trying to lose weight or whether you're trying to just reach your life goals or whether you're trying to save more money or be better with your money. Once you see it written down, it's easier to tackle. Uh, But I think the stress is something that, you know, just we live now in a society where, you know, the keeping up with the Joneses and trying to always have the best stuff. So even when you have the money, you're always stressed about how you're going to get the bigger thing and the better thing. And so that, I think, is something that we need to manage a little bit So sort of go back to old school thinking of that. We don't need all this stuff. We can buy things secondhand. We don't have to always have the top of the line, everything, maybe those messages are things that need to get across that people don't feel so stressed about where their money is going.
0: Yeah, Rabin, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I was going to ask you about the role of social media and you and I have talked in the past about this uh, FOMO, the fear of uh, missing out and that everybody is always showing the best parts of their life uh, online and then all of a sudden you feel the need to uh, keep up with the Joneses uh, as it were, but you really need to just kind of sit back, have an honest conversation with yourself and somebody might be enjoying this great vacation and it looks really great on Instagram, but maybe that's a vacation you don't even want Want to take if you sat back and really had an honest conversation again with yourself?
1: And if you can't afford it, it's just going to stress you out. I mean, the worst thing you can do is put a vacation on your credit card, go on the vacation, come back, and then you've got the bill coming due. A lot of people decide to go on vacation last minute, so their credit card bill doesn't even come until they return. So if you are going to go on vacation, uh, try to plan it a little bit ahead, more than three or four weeks, maybe six months or three months, so that you can actually start putting some money away so that when you get that credit card bill, you pay it off before you go on the holiday. You're just going to enjoy it that much more. And also, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. I think that's something that we need to start telling ourselves is that you've got to start telling people that you can't afford something. And you've also got to start telling people, um, you know, start telling yourself that I simply can't afford this item, and I'm just going to walk away from it. It's, it's a really powerful thing to learn.
0: All right. I'm just uh, wondering, too, by the way, we're uh, fast approaching what's known as a Blue Monday, which, of course, is the saddest and toughest day of the year for a lot of folks, because that's when the credit card bills start uh, coming in from uh, holidays and holiday shopping. I'm wondering if that concern about uh, money is going to go from two to maybe three hours a day
1: um yeah I mean this is a this is a day that was coined by a travel agency in in England so to put it in perspective they were trying to sell sunny holidays to, to Britons that wanted to maybe get away from their cold and well damp climate um, but you know there are things that really do um, make us feel sad uh, the fact that there isn't a lot of sunshine the fact that our credit card bills are coming in um so you know my best advice is don't wait until the bill comes or if it's already come just Deal with reality. Um, Start making a plan of how you're going to get out of debt. Definitely don't book that summer holiday, uh, that uh, that sunny holiday, because you can't afford it if you've got too much debt. And put yourself on a payment plan. I mean, if you've got three thousand dollars of credit card debt, maybe it'll take you five months to pay it off. But divide that by five months and start putting that money down. In the meantime, don't buy anything else so that your credit card uh, (laughs) bills don't go up.
0: Sometimes easier said than done. Uh, here with a personal finance expert, Rabina Ahmed Hawk. Rabina also wanted to talk to you this afternoon about this a new data that's out from uh, StatsCan that shows that the pay gap between men and women actually starts earlier than we thought. As a matter of fact, it starts right out of college and university, where women, they say, make on average about fifty seven hundred dollars, or twelve percent less than men. Just uh, wondering what your advice would be, particularly to uh, young women who are entering the workforce.
1: You know, I am guilty of this too. I have male colleagues that I have spoken to who are making more doing is virtually the exact same thing and i think a lot of it has to do with women gaining the confidence to say we are worth more so asking for those raises in uh the examples that were given there was a company that offered a job to a woman uh she was given a a, a offer and it said non-negotiable her boyfriend went a few years later got an offer for that same company still again non-negotiable but he saw it as a challenge and said I don't care if you say non-negotiable. I'm going to negotiate. So we have to kind of change our attitude. Uh, Women also, you know, we have other burdens that we are more likely faced with. We take time away to have children. On average, we work nine years less in the workforce. So those nine years are years where we're not being promoted. We're not getting experience. We're not meeting and networking with the, the people that are going to bring us those higher salaries and get us higher in our jobs. So all of those things need to be addressed. I've always said this, I think childcare and Child care that is heavily subsidized by the government would be the best way to give women the confidence to not just go to work, but stay in work if they choose to, and then that way they know their children are being taken care of, and the expense of that isn't overwhelming where they decide, I'll just stay home because it's just too expensive for me to pay for childcare and work.
0: Yeah, and I think what's really eye opening about these uh, new facts out from StatsCan is uh, experts are saying uh, this is so important, the uh, first negotiations for your first job, because if women are often off Less, Rabina, it's that much harder to catch up as your career goes on.
1: A hundred percent. And if you can start off with that attitude that I'm going to get exactly what I'm worth, start talking to colleagues, male and female, what they are being offered. You don't need to be intrusive and ask people questions that they don't want to answer. But if you have someone that's graduated from your engineering uh, course or your engin- you've got the same engineering degree from the same university, why not send a few emails and say, what kind of jobs are you being offered? What kind of salaries are you being offered? I just want to know that I'm getting paid fairly as well. I think that's the way that women are going to Sort of start to get ahead the the problem is Jeff, is that the higher we go the, le- the, hot, the, the larger the pay gap is. And the CEO level is the largest pay gap between CEOs female CEOs of company and male CEOs of companies. On average, female CEOs make nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars less a year than male CEOs. So that just puts into perspective that, you know, there's like a double glass ceiling. One is you got to get there. And secondly, then you got to negotiate the salary that's at par with the person you're sitting with who just happens to be a male.
0: All right. Our personal finance expert, Rabina Ahmed-Hawk with us this afternoon. Rabina, really appreciate the conversation as always. And thanks so much for jumping on today.
1: Okay. Thank you. Talk soon.